Hello, I'm Lakita and welcome to the Co-Create Work podcast, where my partner Chloe and I talk about building and co-creating the future of work. We hope this podcast will be your weekly dose of support on all things work, leadership, and personal development as it relates to creating culture for you and your team. Because one of our principles is to be a guide, we look forward to providing space for our shared learning and exploration while trusting your personal experiences. After all, this is what co-creation is all about. So let's co-create together. Hello, co-creators. Welcome to episode nine, where we are talking about creating a culture of connection. And I am super excited to have this conversation today, Chloe. Yes. And this is still in the spirit of hiring the right team, onboarding. So we're talking about creating that culture of connection right at the start. You are getting these folks in the door. They're joining your organization. And we want to make sure that they're feeling connected. So Lakita, as we're thinking about this to kick us off, what would you say are the three most important considerations when we're onboarding folks? And Chloe, I was asked a really brilliant question by one of our clients, Michaela, and she asked, what are the three most important considerations for onboarding? And I took a beat to think about that. And the three that came up were collaboration, clarity, and connection. So the three C's. I love some alliteration. (laughs) Same. (laughs) And so we're going to talk about all three of those within the context of creating a culture of connection. We think that this comes into play in a very significant way with onboarding, especially around this idea of connection. So when we talk to clients about onboarding, we want them to think about it as always from a systems level process and something that you should be doing consistently as part of bringing people onto the team. So as we're starting that onboarding process and building that connection, what does that look like? Yeah, we love to share this exercise that we encourage all of our clients to use that we use called the best version of me. And in this exercise, you have the individual write about a time that they were really successful in their work that really highlights their attributes, their style, how they approach things. And when they come on their first day, they share those details out with the team. And then the team voices back to them what they heard and what they understood about this person's strengths. And what we know is that this really helps people to feel connected to the organization and that the organization really cares about them as an individual and what they have to bring. And the team has more trust in this individual because they have heard from them directly about what their strengths are. And it's just such a powerful exercise. And we would just say for folks, if your team is already big, already settled, you could even do this as a one-off. I just wanted to offer that up. Now, this best version of me exercise is based on research and a study, and we're going to include those details in the show notes. What else will we add about onboarding, Chloe? Really quickly on that best version of me exercise, I just want to add one of the things I also love about this is typically when you set up one-on-ones for this individual that's coming on board so that they can get to know people, meet people, those conversations end up being the individual just running through their resume again for folks, right? Saying, here's my background, here's what I did versus this best version of me 
is a story that illustrates so much more than someone just rattling off their background will do. So it's such a valuable exercise. And as you are onboarding and doing that, it's really important to think about the goal of onboarding being not to convert someone or indoctrinate them with the way you do things or the way the organization is, but to help build that connection, to have them feel like part of the team where there is space for them to add to the culture, not forcing them to fit into the culture. So going back to what we talked about on our last episode, the goal isn't to convert or indoctrinate, it's to help them feel like they are part of the team, feel that connection. Absolutely. And the thing that we want to have you really highlight and think about is how do we help folks understand what we mean by our company principles? A lot of times we will talk about principles to help folks understand really clearly, more so in the form of agreements. One of our clients actually renamed their principles to agreements, the key PR. They call them the key agreements. And in an agreement, people have to understand what they mean. And we also have to be thinking about them in the same way and then make decisions on them in the same way. So if there is one thing that we really want you to prioritize when folks are joining the team is to make sure that they understand the company principles very clearly, how you're applying them and your approach to them. And then for you to understand, is there anything that they would have questions about or see differently so you all can get to shared language with those company principles? Yes. So that when they are putting those principles into action, it's aligned with the behaviors, how those principles should be showing up. And that can really set someone up for success. Yeah. I don't think this can be emphasized enough that aligning on company principles and agreements is a way for everyone to be able to function well, to be able to show up in the way that you want the organization to show up and to have the freedom to do it as themselves, right? Because these are principles, these aren't doctrine around how you have to do X, Y, Z. These are principles that you're agreeing to in terms of how they look. So it creates a lot of alignment and a lot of autonomy, which are both really important things. Yeah, I love that you said autonomy because knowing the principles really clearly, having shared language and storytelling around them means that they should also help me with decision making. They should also help me with approach. And then I can work as myself and my style within the context of the approach that we have agreed to as an organization. And that's why we think principles are so fundamental. So of course, we really advocate for you to bring that to fruition and like in conversation early in the onboarding process. Yes. And Lakita, you already talked a little bit about this in terms of the partnership when it comes to onboarding, but really critical that people are able to contribute to their own onboarding process. So that's that collaboration aspect of the three most important considerations, right? Collaboration is huge. In my own experience, I've seen this a lot where someone comes on board and they're handed this like, here's all the people you need to meet with. Here are the meetings that you need to be part of. And it's almost just 
given to someone without any conversation, collaboration, discussion around what the individual joining the company may want to learn or see or do. And there's no understanding of like, how does this person learn best? I'm going to hand them this list of meetings, but there's no consideration for, do they want to take some time to read through things? Are they better meeting one-on-one or would they like to meet with a group of folks? When you don't have that collaboration discussion, there's no opportunity for flexibility for adjusting for collaboration. Yeah, I completely agree with this, Chloe. And this is a space where you really help to show folks that like you trust their leadership and you trust their judgment. And so, yes, I have an overview for you. We have a strategy. We have thought about this because you wouldn't want folks to think you haven't thought about their (laughs) onboarding. And I want to hear from you as Chloe highlighted, how do you want to connect with people? What are some things that are most important for you to learn, do or share in the first couple of weeks? And you will learn a lot about that person's working style as well within the context of the organization. So this can be as simple as within the first three days or so, sitting down, reviewing the initial outline that you have of that onboarding process, and then asking them, hey, is there anything you would change? How do you want to add to this? What are you thinking about? Where do you want to grow or spend time in the next few weeks? The next thing that is super critical for creating a culture of connection, and that's having an onboarding partner. Yes. And we want to be clear here. A lot of companies will set up an onboarding buddy. And frequently, that's what they call it, which is not always what we're talking about in terms of an onboarding partner. So we like the term partner because it really is someone to be in partnership with the person. And you want someone who can actually help the individual get what they need when they get started, who can advocate for them if they're not getting what they need, who's going to recognize if there are some challenges with onboarding, if any number of things versus a buddy, which frequently can feel like, oh, here's the person I can at least, you know, know at work or talk to on a break. No, this onboarding partner needs to be someone who can actually play a role in helping them get what they need, feel comfortable, become part of the organization. Yes, it's a great investment to make. And I love the reframe from buddy to partner, again, because it highlights that collaboration and connection between the two people. And for the individual who serves as the partner, it highlights the importance of their role in bringing this individual to the organization. So onboard and partner is something we definitely advocate for. Yes. And just on that piece, be really thoughtful about who those folks are and that this is a type of mentorship sponsorship. It's a maybe a limited time role. They're not going to be their partner for forever, but you really do need to be thinking through those skills and making sure it's someone who can do this effectively. Yeah. And it's really interested and um, committed to the process as well. Yes. All right, next, when we're thinking about this culture of connection, this posture of learning is what we want to talk about next, which really plays into that clarity piece. So Lakita, talk to us a little bit about posture of learning. 
Yes. So as individuals join the company, they may have ideas, they may have feedback, they may have recommendations for you. Um, Something may not be working that they can identify. And that's often one of the greatest benefits in bringing in someone who was external to the company and working with them internally is just getting this information. So we want to encourage you to have a posture of learning. And with that, that means asking questions and seeking to understand from them about what they're seeing and what they are learning about. And so what you want to avoid is being defensive for the feedback that you receive as folks are joining the organization or the team. And then we want to encourage you with this posture of learning is to ask employees, ask the new team member to do the same. So typically what this looks like is a conversation that's similar to like, hey, we definitely want to learn from you. We want to hear your feedback and what you're seeing. And we want to ask you to be open to some of the ways that we are doing things. Seek to understand the historical decisions and ways of working of the team as you are preparing to give that feedback. When you do that, you're already holding them to a higher bar of having a learning mindset, not coming in to point out everything that's wrong, but seeking to understand what has been done in the past. Why did they make those decisions? And then what can I contribute? So this should really be a two-way conversation and something that you're really intentional about. And Chloe, you can see with practices like these, how it just up levels the culture of an organization. Yes. And as you were talking through that, I was just thinking about setting someone up in that way also helps them develop their strategic thinking, which this is a great opportunity for them, for you to set those expectations. And then they start to learn how to think strategically about what's happened in the past, how we're taking the work forward, how the principles apply, right? It just helps them have kind of a broader view of the organization, the practices, all of those pieces, which again, to your point, up levels, both the individual and the organization. Yes, absolutely. And so our next thing here under creating a culture of connection is the one-to-one and check-in process. So Chloe, talk to us about one-to-ones. You know, I love one-to-ones. And (laughs) especially when it comes to onboarding and checking in, I have seen this mostly at bigger organizations, but I've seen it sometimes with smaller organizations too, where there's this message that's sent to the onboarding employee, or there's a conversation with the onboarding employee that a manager says, hey, come talk to me if you need anything. Be sure to let me know if you need anything, right? The challenge there is you have a new employee who wants to show up in the best way possible, who wants to put their best foot forward. And so sometimes they will not ask, they will wait because they are thinking, oh, I can probably figure this out. I maybe should know this, right? And there's this interesting power dynamic that comes into play because you as their manager, as their leader, are in this senior position. So if you set up these one-on-ones regularly for check-ins and come up with a few just basic questions, things that we use all the time, like what's working, what's going well, what challenges are you having, what opportunities are you seeing? There's a number of different questions you can ask to really get the conversation going versus how's it going? Fine, right? 
you want to yes. have those one-on-ones and you want to be intentional about the questions that you ask to make sure that the employee is getting what they need. And also it's a great opportunity for you to get information about how things are working at your organization. Yes, absolutely. And like you said, we love one-to-one. Sometimes it's one of those things that are sacrificed easiest. And it is a very easy way for leaders to get disconnected from the organization. So prioritize this and especially prioritize this when you're on board and hiring and growing the team. Yes. Yes. So critical. All right. So that brings us to our final tip around creating a culture of connection. It is actually one of the five components of inclusive culture, which we have created at Co-Create Work. And that fifth component is intentional connection. So when we say intentional connection, what we mean is that you are connecting with the employee to understand their real experience at your organization. So it includes having measurements and data around employee experience, but really getting in there to deeply understand. So we'll hear sometimes from leaders, they'll say, oh, we have a parental leave policy. We have a policy for vacations, but no one knows how the policy works. It's not clear to individuals. People are having bad experiences. So we want to ask you to apply that component of intentional connection with this idea of hiring the right team. So once someone is on the team, they have onboarded, sit down with them, have a conversation. What was this process like? What did we miss? What still feels unknown or unclear to you? And really, folks, we're saying have realistic expectations. No one can fully onboard to your company in a month. And so sometimes we will see someone who has a particular style or learning style come in and they'll pick things up fast. And the leader will immediately say, this person is a success. And the person who took two months or three months to learn is not a success when really we aren't having realistic expectations. Yeah, And so it takes a while to onboard. And so Understanding that, I would say maybe three months, sit down around this intentional conversation and intentional connection piece to understand what that full experience was like. As Chloe highlighted, you should be doing one-to-ones before that. You should be meeting with employees weekly the first few weeks that they're onboarding. But at that three-month time, we really want to sit down and say, what do you know about the organization? What resources have you been able to tap into what's missing and have a really direct conversation and clear conversation about that so you can understand the real employee experience. Yes. And so important for both ensuring that the employee that you're bringing on is set up for success and in that spirit of continuous improvement, making sure that the next go around, you're doing it even better. So as you get that information from folks, it gives you an opportunity to change things, to improve things, to make those changes that are going to have meaningful impact for creating that culture of connection. 
So we walk through several steps that you can put in place to create a culture of connection as you are thinking about onboarding and hiring the right team for your business. I will say here, Chloe, that folks can use these even now, even if you're not in the process of hiring, if you're not growing your team, there are so many good things here that you can put in place to continue to build a better culture at your organization, because we believe it's an ongoing process. Absolutely. All right. And as always, thank you for your leadership. Thank you for tuning in. For any resources referenced during today's episode, you can find that information in our show notes at cocreatework.com slash podcast. You can also connect with us on Instagram at cocreatework. If you have any questions about this week's episode or transforming the future of work, we would love to hear from you. Please email us at podcast at cocreatework.com. And don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review the Co-Create Work podcast on your favorite platform. Thank you.